The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our f***ing city. Hello everyone out there, welcome to the Boston Podcast. This is Dave, I'm still alive, I'm surviving on my last half bag of cheetos and chewing gum and uh i have some booze of course because you need that uh happy thursday everybody i mean friday i mean sunday admit it listener you don't know what day it is because it doesn't matter anymore i'm okay i'm not going stir crazy we have a great show for you today i have two of my professional type buddies these guys are like wicked important guys um and tim delaney is here let me give you the proper um greeting there's tim Tim is the managing director of investment strategy at uh, Lowell Blake. Lowell Blake and Associates? Lowell Blake and Company? Make sure you talk right into that mic and speak up, my friend. Um, Yeah, Lowell Blake and Associates. Okay. I also had your level down. It's my fault. Blame the podcaster. Um, And um, because uh, Tim is a financial advisor extraordinaire, we have to read one of these exciting disclaimers which I will now do in the style of a song by Twisted Sister. Ready, Tim? I'm just kidding. I'm ready. I'm just going to read it. <laughs> Tim works for Lowell Blake & Associates Incorporated. All opinions expressed by Tim are solely his own opinion and do not reflect the opinion of Lowell Blake & Associates. The podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Lowell Blake & Associates may maintain positions in the securities and investments discussed in this podcast. There's your disclaimer. You know, that's kind of fun. I've never I've never read one uh, live on the air before. I mean, I know we're not on the air, but live on the podcast. And I think I might have. Uh, I think you know, you crushed it. Yeah. You well, thank it. you. Yeah. If I choose to go that way in the future and be a disclaimer reader, maybe maybe there's something there. Um, lest I forget, we have another excellent guest. His name is Jeff Spratt. Jeff Spratt is in the house. Where's Where's his applause? Oh my goodness, things are breaking down here at the home studio. Thank you, sir. Jeff is a principal at. I already forgot how to pronounce it. I'm going to try though. Peregrine Property Management. You got it. All right. Uh, I did something right today. Good. I'm also making uh, turkey chili as we speak. It's in the crock pot. We all need to do what we need to do to survive. So we'll start with you, Jeff. How are you surviving? Yeah, so far so good, actually. We've, uh, our company, we're a third-party property management company. So we, uh, we're relied on by property owners to take care of their facilities, pay their bills, collect their rents. And with the exception of the fact that some people aren't paying their rent, all of those other things need to continue to happen. So from and a company I, perspective, we're doing well. And I want to get into some of these things that today on the show, we're going to talk about a lot of how business is, is changing and things you might need to know about things like that, paying rent and how business might change going forward. And these guys will fill us in on all that kind of stuff, including stuff like, are you, we are going to shake hands at a meeting ever again. But good to hear, uh, Jeff. And you're and you're you seem no worse for the wear in your home. Your home, from from what I can see, seems pretty tidy. 
Is this, that- I'm actually in my office. You're in the office. Okay. Wow. I'm in the office. We're a Rhode Island company and the, uh, the stay at home order has been a bit more lax down here. So we've been taking advantage of that and probably about 80% of our staff is still coming in on a daily basis. You crazy vanguards in right. Rhode Island. Well, good for you. And uh, Tim, holding up well? How was everything? Yeah, everything's great. You know, um, the business side is fine. I mean, yep. you know, people still need their investments, need to talk about estate planning and things that have changed, probably more so now than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, on, on the personal side, you know, I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old and they get to see me a lot more because I'm not commuting back and forth to Boston. So instead of trying to get them to go to bed right at seven, right when I get home, we have a couple hours to play together. And so uh, it's been, it's actually been a pretty good change. That That is interesting to me because I just had the thought that what we might not realize, see if you guys agree, is we're going to miss this in some ways. We're actually going to miss it. There's, I mean, not most of it. I mean, most of it sucks. Let's be completely frank. But, um, you know, not being able to go out, not being able to see people, not being able to go to restaurants. Uh, my poor son, I have to keep telling my, my son, Adrian, who has autism, you know, he loves going to the movies. He loves going to restaurants. It's like two of his favorite things. And he can't do, I was trying to clean my uh, camera. Do I look really fuzzy to you guys? That doesn't matter. Who cares? It's a podcast. You have a glow. Yeah, I was trying to get rid of that glow. You have, Hold you on. have an aura. Okay, here's, here's a useful tip. Just go ahead and use your suit coat to wipe off your camera and, and you might not look as fuzzy. Okay. Anyway, uh, I knew you all were worried about that, folks. So um, do you think that the kids will, st- I mean, picking up on what you said, Tim, like well, your, your kids may sort of miss this when well they they apparently they're not going back to school this year we just we just heard that in Massachusetts today as we record this on a Tuesday and do you think there're going to be things we miss about it what do you think Tim oh yeah definitely i mean uh, the you know i'm i'm fortunate right my boys 6 and 3 they they still want to hang out with me they think i'm awesome mm-hmm. uh, you know they they want to play all the time with me still so i feel badly for the people who have older kids in you know late junior high or early high school or kid or parents only have one kid. Yeah. Um, you know, but they still do their zoom meetings. They have, uh, uh my oldest Connor six, he has a standing weekly zoom meeting that he has with his buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still interacting with school and all that stuff. So no, they're, they're, they're definitely going to miss that for sure. Um, and I'm going to miss it too. Yeah. And I, I, I think there will be other things that we realize, and that's why I think things may change in the future. In other words, we're realizing how much more, how much we can get done virtually and as such, when we all go back to work, I wonder if there will be a lot more, not to this extent, but a lot more, because when you do things virtually, you lose that human interaction, but you also, there are benefits. There's, of course, the no pants thing. Everybody knows that. There's, but then there's also, you know, flexibility. There's no commute. If you have an eight, if you have an eight o'clock Zoom call, you could literally sleep until quarter of eight, right? If you have an eight o'clock meeting in downtown Boston, you're coming from the burbs, you got to get up. I don't. I, I forget what time you have to get up, but it's super early. Um, Jeff, what do you think about all that? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, as far as the the personal component, I'm in a somewhat similar boat to Tim. That I, I have three young girls. I have seven, four, and one year olds. So they, as far as being home are concerned, the two older girls love playing with each other, and you know, are just just as happy as could be playing either in the house or outside. Uh, I'm very fortunate that my wife, she hasn't been back to work since our oldest was born, but she's an elementary school teacher, teacher so she's in heaven having three little students home every day. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, there's, they're an age right now where they still want me to be around and, and have fun. So it's, I'm trying to 
to not get too distracted with things around the house when I am home because I want to take advantage of the fact that, you know, I can't be anywhere else. So let's let's be in the moment when I'm home either at night or, or on the weekends. Yeah, it forces you to get creative. It forces you to get creative on, you know, the Tim, you mentioned the Zoom calls that are a lot of are being done just for fun now. I connected with um, probably about 20 of my fraternity brothers a couple weeks ago. And these are guys I hadn't seen in forever. And it was a, it was a blast doing it. I don't know if we'll do it again. I hope we do it again. But the point is, the, the, the fact that we were able to do it virtually, we pulled something off that we wouldn't have pulled off if not for this stupid quarantine. But um, what do you think, uh, Tim, like going forward, will this prompt you to do like more stuff virtually with your clients or, or do you really prefer going full bore back to seeing the people face to face that you typically would? Well, you know, it, it, it depends is the answer, right? So I think as far as an employee engagement, um, this, we still get it done and we don't all have to be sitting around a desk together. Right. So I think for sure that may change on some levels. Um, but for, you know, my business is a very personal business. We're talking about sure. money. Um, and so being able to look someone in the eye, the real eye or shake their hand and to develop that, that trust and that new business component, um, you do need face-to-face meetings. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, you know, my clients have been with us for years and years and years. And so, they're not clamoring to come into downtown Boston during rush hour anyway. Right. Uh, usually we travel to, to their homes. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as what, what is the future of commercial real estate? And this might be a good one for Jeff because um, you know, when, when I'm looking out there and saying what could change and you have Morgan Stanley coming out and saying, there's a good chance we're going to give up a ton of real estate and go virtual. Um, you know, you, you may see those changes uh, that would affect every business and including, you know, spruce up suburbia business, right? Mm-hmm. So do you need a city office anymore? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, the, the, that, you know, that, that has happened in different versions. I mean, I know companies are always looking to save money where they can, which is why, you know, in Boston, you see a lot of, um, you know, big firms, both law firms and banks and others just opening more suburban offices, you know, um, and, but the virtual thing is just interesting. I mean, maybe firms in the future could have, you could be hired to work for the so-called virtual office, you know, and that's, that's going to save the company a heck of a lot of money and equipment and, and parking and everything else that they might ordinarily pay for. Um, are you at liberty to tell us, Tim, like that's just sort of generally speaking, are you, uh, the people that you talk to, are they panicky about the markets? Are they staying the course or, people throwing their laptops out the window in the middle of your zoom calls? No. Yeah. So, <laughs> so for the most part, um, clients have been positioned well for, for what's happening. You know, what people really worry about is do I have enough cash for a year? Something like that. Yeah. Do I have enough liquidity to get through whatever I need to get through? Um, and so from that standpoint, they've been good. You know, one, one of the markers that we look for is when everybody panics, if everybody's panicking, that's usually a good time to buy. Right? Yep, right. Um, and frankly, we haven't seen that. Um, and we're not calling for, you know, some cataclysmic event here or anything like that. But as far as the client's mental state, I mean, most of these people just went through this in 2008. I, I know that was over 10 years ago, but it doesn't feel that long ago for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, you know, a 30% drop in a week. You know, they've sort of seen that before, maybe not 
that quickly, but they've seen it before. And so they kind of take it in stride and guess what? Microsoft comes back, you know? So yep. um, a lot of it also has to do with how their families are doing and how their personal businesses are doing mm-hmm. rather than how their portfolios are doing. Um, if their portfolios can be there for support or to accomplish their goals, they're fine. Mm-hmm. If the other two legs of their life are falling apart and the portfolio is falling apart, that's when you get into some hairy situations. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff, tell us, um, how this might change the real estate and property management world is, is, could it be a blow to some of your, I guess we're, we're talking about your clients really, right? The people that rent the, the, the offices and such. Um, do you see that or not necessarily? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that the topic that we were discussing just a couple of minutes ago is going to be one of the many interesting ripple effects, which is how many companies are going to look back after all this and say, well, we were kind of forced to work remotely, but, it worked really well. And everybody was, if not as efficient, maybe even more efficient. You guys both talked about no commutes, which makes a huge difference. And Mm -hmm. I almost think there's, there's no beginning or end of the day really when folks are working from home, they may not feel quite as uh, bad about getting up early to get some work in before the kids are up or working a little bit later where it may have used to be that, you know, you don't really start thinking about it or at least working on it until you get into the office. And once you leave for the day, hopefully if you can, you kind of, put it on the back burner until tomorrow. So that'll be interesting. But I mean, I think as far as the the overall effect or at least the midterm effect on commercial real estate, you know, if, if more people start to work remotely, then certainly commercial office tenants won't need nearly as much space. Maybe it does kind of make a shift to, you know, the firms that, that feel the need to have those downtown Boston or New York or Chicago addresses, whatever they may be, the law firms, the accounting firms, the, the money managers out there. Maybe they have a much smaller office for the conference room and for the address, and then they have a satellite office in the suburbs that's significantly cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also manage a, a fair amount of retail buildings, which is obviously being just completely devastated. Um, and I think, you know, the sort of brick and mortar retail was struggling to begin with before all this happened, just because of Amazon and every other online shopping option. Um, that I think there's going to be a lot of mom and pop shops that unfortunately never come back from this. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of the sort of the neighborhood retail strips, if you will, are the ones that are going to be hurt the most that had the, the nail salon and the, the Weight Watchers and, you know, those types of like smaller sort of walk-in type places. You know, I, I don't know that they survive it. And I don't know if somebody comes in behind them and, and provides the same concept. Yeah, it, that will be interesting to see. And in some places might be a little depressing just to see places vacant for a little while. Yeah, in yeah. the, you know, in our studio in, in Westwood, you know, we're not going anywhere. And I'm sure the, you know, the lawyers and the therapists that are holed up in there next to our studio, they'll still come back. But there's a restaurant, there's a, you know, a retail bank outlet, there's a, there's a barber shop. I worry about that. Uh, my buddy, the barber. Can't remember what his name is right now, but I'm worrying about him. Um, <laughs> Tim, what do you think um, in the future as far as things like, I mean, being in the professional world, we go to cocktail parties, we go to um, panel discussions, we go to breakfasts, we go to gala dinners. When is all that going to come back? And if so, how long is it going to take, do you think? Yeah, I mean, the normalization is not going to happen until there's a vaccine. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, you, you can do you can do sort of slow openings, right? If you're a manufacturer and you do have actually something you can sell that someone's going to buy, you can have factory workers come back and be socially distant from each other. So you can do manufacturing. 
Um, but as far as you know, close contact movie theaters, restaurants, baseball games, NBA games, they're going to have to be t- totally different than the experience you had until you have a vaccine. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that there's no other way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you, you know, you talk about, Oh, super testing and all of these sorts of things. The disease has a five year dormancy period while you can still spread it mm-hmm. and, and it's just not going to work. So normalization won't happen until you have a vaccine that's distributed. That's um, and then, and sorry, and then the second part to that, what what in society will change from going basically a year of, of doing some modified social distancing? Right. Um, and, uh, you know, will we be shaking hands? I don't know. I, I was always wary of shaking hands during cold and flu season anyway. Yeah. So I don't know if it'll be a huge change for me. <laughs> I give a lot of fist bumps and, uh, and waves, so. So you don't um, want me to kiss you on the cheek anymore like I used to, Tim, when we... Well, you, yeah, you're okay. Oh, thank you, thank you. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah um, there'll be that for sure. See, I I think one of the... We're on the precipice of, of, of possibly um, a revolution in the way we, we meet, but it's almost like we're missing an opportunity. So, for example, we're on this Zoom call, the three of us. We can see each other just fine. We can communicate. There's a little bit of delay, a little bit of shakiness. It's not quite like being in the room together. Can you think of any way we'll send this right to Zoom, right? Zoom, 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 Zoom. And we'll, we'll uh, other, if Zoom had it, does Zoom have not have a feature that you, I'm not asking this right. Is there a feature that Zoom lacks that you would like to see? Jeff, is, is, does anything come to mind? It's okay. I'm putting you on the spot. It's okay if you don't. Or Tim. Yeah, n- nothing that I can think of. I'll be honest with you. I had maybe used Zoom once before right. three weeks ago. So right. I'm just sort of getting acclimated to it that I couldn't uh, couldn't critique it very well right now. Okay. I, I don't know the ins and outs. Very but it, well. it does the job for you. It surprisingly well. I mean, yep. you guys were talking, you were talking, Dave, before about, you know, sort of having a beer with people on. Uh, yep. On video call, we did it with, uh, you know, Blue Hill Business Group last week. If you had said to me six weeks ago I was going to do that, I would have said, you're crazy. There's absolutely no way I'm going to sit in front of my computer screen and have a beer with somebody. <laughs> right. I'm now suggesting it to friends. So yeah, yeah. It's obviously changed the way I approach things. Yeah, exactly right. What about, what about you, Tim? If you had a, yeah. a, a hotline to the people at Zoom and say, you know, he's thinking. You know, it- it would, it would be interesting if they could incorporate some sort of feature where you could, uh, uh, you know, virtually buy somebody a drink on the other side or That's something, something like that, like right? That. Just plug, plug into the technology itself. Okay. So now, see, now we're getting somewhere, right? Because you can, you can share your screen with people, which people, uh, some people do it to great effect and others just screw it up. But you can, you know, Netflix smartly came out with this Netflix party um, concept where it's a, Pretty simple. You add it to your the Chrome browser on your computer, and then you can watch a show on your computer. And there's a chat going down the side of all the people you're having the party with. Now, what what these people that use the Netflix party don't realize is you can just get on a Zoom call and do the same thing and share and share your screen. And that way, you could still see. You know, if it's a horror movie, you can see people go ah. You know, like <laughs> when someone gets stabbed or something. Um, so there's all that. But what I'm what I'm thinking is. Zoom is 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 they've um, very useful. I mean, it's working. It, it is believe me, it is getting the job done. But it's it's fairly primitive. Like it's uh, and when I say that, I mean it's set up. You typically we're doing that on computers, and maybe it's our fault. My question is, why isn't it on smart TVs? Why doesn't every smart TV have uh, a Zoom application and a camera? 
because look at the, the screens we're looking at are all small. So it, it's, you will simulate real life a lot better on a big screen HD TV. And, and now for people are, uh, who are hold up now might say, well, I don't want everyone to see my living room right now because it's a mess. Well, clean up your living room, you know, or whatever, because there are some, I've been on a couple ones. We did one with like my cousins and my folks and some, a whole bunch of family. And my cousin Eric was sitting on a couch with his three kids and it was nice to see them, but they were kind of far away. And then, you know, the microphone wasn't anywhere close to them. And to, to take it a step further, we there, te- technology exists for high definition, like screens and walls. And I've seen these before. They, there's a, I was in a bank once and a guy was kind of giving me a, the tour of the bank. And he, he said, you want to see the star Wars room? And I'm like, what's that? It was a conference room with the, the most high tech uh, HD, conference video conferencing setup that I had ever seen. And what it was like is you would sit at one end of a, of a conference table. The other end of the conference table was this, this wide screen, like, like picture a, a huge long rectangle, not shaped like a usual screen and hooked up to another, you know, of the banks outlets, wherever across the country. And you would sit there and in high def, you would see the person sitting right across you. And it really was like being right across from you. So you guys heard it here first. We're going to have entire walls in our houses, the eye wall, can can uh, either of you help me um, patent it? No, you're not lawyers. What are we going to do? Anyway, um, but is that a depressing thought, or is that, um, or am I po- possibly onto something? Tim, you're a deep thinker. What do you think? Yeah, I, th- I think you're definitely onto something. That, you know, I think it'll be more amusing in uh, 20 years when our kids say, "I can't believe that they're using TVs to communicate." Yeah. Or uh, or or the ipad whatever the hell that was you know mm-hmm. uh, back in the day yeah so yeah no it's definitely definitely something to be to to, to, to think about and have a remote control i guess you, you need to do it so you don't have another hardware right it would mm-hmm. have to be software over your tv so you don't need another remote it could interface with that remote so it'd be a smart tv interface there you with, go see with the zoom so let's do Seems it like you could do it let's do it right now and then what you pointed out about buying somebody a virtual drink yeah, why does it, 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 it should immediately integrate with Venmo. So you could, you know, there should be like, Zoom should have like a deck of cards in the corner. If you want to play cards, just hit, just hit that, right? Why yeah. not? Well, I mean, along those lines, and, and I was going to ask you about yep. this because in my house, I have Mother's Day coming up. I have birthdays coming up. I have my mom's who, who's full-time in Florida, obviously. I'm not going to see her. Um, so, you know, we got to start thinking about, birthday presents and yeah. how do you, how do you deal with that in this, uh, in this day and age? All right. I got a tip for you. I can tell you what I did for my brother, Adam's birthday. We, um, I just put together a video and the way I did it was, it was kind of tongue in cheek, but we picked a song that I know my brother likes. Um, <laughs> that's sad song. Hello again by, um, Neil Diamond, right? Hello again. You guys know that song, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so I sent an email around to all my, uh, family members and said, I, I need you to lip sync this song into a video and send me the video. And then I just sliced it up. So it was like this whole big, like lip dub video. And we got on a zoom call and that was the present for Adam. Now, I don't know. Ah, if, that's cute. So I like that. you could do it even simpler. You could just say, everybody prepare, you know, a hundred words on why you love mom or whatever. And we're all going to get on a zoom call and it's a big party for mom. I don't know. Nice. Um, Jeff, have you had, um, you mentioned the virtual beers. Have you done this yet or are they coming up or what? 
So yeah, I've only done it a few times now. And and what yeah, it hasn't been a, a regular occurrence for me. But like I said, it's it's I've done it with friends that I never thought I would uh, do it with. Not that I don't want to connect with those people, but the video chat portion of it, absolutely not. I mean, even like FaceTime was something that I avoided like grim death for the longest time, and it was just give me a call. But yeah, people that I mean, Tim mentioned it before. My parents are down in Florida for the winter as well. I would connect with them all the time. I haven't seen their faces in three or four months, but I'm almost, you know, sort of yearning for it more now, even though I wouldn't have seen them for the same amount of time anyways. Yeah, right. The fact that you can't makes it, you know, you're, you're that much more anxious to see people's faces. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Weird times, man. Weird times. All right. Before we go, we're going to play an edition of Good Stuff. We're going to give you some tips on survival and the quarantine or some tips on whatever these fine gentlemen would like to talk about in this installment of Good Stuff. And I hit the wrong button. Damn it. That's the second time I've done that today. Oh, that's the good stuff. When you just sit here all day alone in the home studio, sometimes you hit the wrong buttons. Sometimes you hit the wrong buttons. Sometimes you hit the right buttons. And sometimes it rains. Just remember that piece of advice. All right. So, um, Jeff, do you have a tip, whether it be a recommendation for something on TV or even a new recipe that your family seems to love or any way of coping or passing the time? You know, I think what we've actually found is we've been taking on some home improvement projects ourselves Mm. that I think in in my head, I would have always thought, yeah, I can absolutely do that. But it's the type, you know, I'm the type of person, I feel like I'm somewhat handy. But I'll start a project that I think is going to take half a day and three weekends later, my wife's asking me when I'm going to be done with it. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't matter anymore because I have nothing to do on the weekends, but, you know, hang out with the family and do the projects anyway. So yep. Yep. I've, and, and my wife's been helping as well. I, I found that we've, you know, sort of started pulling on that string of a few of those projects thinking, well, if we can't get it done in the next couple of days, what does it matter? It'll be there next weekend and we'll just pick it up where we left off. So maybe, you know, take on one of those larger projects that you've been avoiding because you didn't know how long it was going to take because all we have is time right now. So, so you're building a new wing is what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah, well, I'm starting smaller than that. But <laughs> what, what are you working by on? By the time we're through this, I'll have the ability to do that. Are you working on like a porch or something? What do you, or a, tell us what you're working on. No, I mean, it's nothing that significant. We've got a landscape project out in the front yard. There was just a huge area of overgrowth, oh, thorns and poison ivy and small trees that we've started cutting down, clearing the brush. And we're now sort of, you know, getting it down to dirt um, to whether we seed it or put down some wood chips, but it's just a really big area. And it's taken sure. us probably five weeks worth of weekends already. And, you know, just some small projects in the basement and stuff, but things that I don't care how long it takes because I've got no place else to be. Yeah. If it is the apocalypse, you're going to have the best looking uh, yard on the apocalypse. Um, Absolutely. I'll be ready for it. For the, how about the you? Reckoning. The reckoning. Yeah. Let's hope it's not. Uh, how, how about you, Tim? You got something for us? Yeah. You know, to, to riff on Jeff here, the, uh, I did the same thing. I, we had this uh, overgrown vines and bushes and such, and I didn't really care until they put a development next to my house and it started to encroach on their nice new trees. Mm. Um, so, so I went out there and, and trimmed everything else. And then I caught, a, uh, a thorn vine in my face, oh. which, uh, which, which, which I had allergic reaction to. Oh boy. Welled up my, uh, and closed my, my left eye. Um, I, I'd show you a picture, but it's not good for podcasts. And, uh, then, uh, you look fine uh, now. No, it, it looks great now. But then I had a, 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 a really bad allergic reaction. So I had to do a teledoc anyway. So I figured Yikes. I'm going to stop, I'm going to stop doing that for, for a little bit. Um, and instead, you know, we've been doing a ton of family hikes. I'm going to be honest. We never really did a ton of those 
um, before. Here's the, I'll just show you the. Oh, the, well, we're looking at a picture of Tim. Wow. Yeah. You got yeah, pop, you yeah. popped by Apollo Creed is what it looks like. Yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't good. Yeah. Um, but you know, <laughs> a fun thing for, you know, the, the six-year-old and the three-year-old, the two boys, they love to go catch worms when it rains <laughs> or whatever. So we go out, spend a full day catching worms. And then the next day we go fishing. And, oh, okay. uh, we, and we catch a little bluegills and throw them back and they think it's the best thing ever. They love it. See, um, so, it's, it's turning you into Norman Rockwell here. It's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's with, a, with a swollen eye. It's, so. it's great. Um, well, fantastic. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed yourself. Uh, before we leave, tell us, um, Tim is just uh, transported to, is that Fenway? That's Fenway. Got the Fenway with a virtual background is, is, uh, yeah, I've, um, I got uh, bored the other day. I started putting backgrounds from the movie The Godfather in, in uh, as my virtual background so I could actually act out the scene where Michael Corleone shoots uh, the two people in the restaurant there. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yep. nice. I, yeah, I need a different uh, hobby. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, uh, Jeff, tell people how they can get in touch with you. Is it website or whatever you prefer if they want to uh, connect? Yeah, I would say uh, the best for me is either my cell phone, which is 617-686-2466, or if you want to learn a little bit more about what Peregrine Property Management does, our, our website is P-E-R-E-G-R-I-N-E-P-M.com. Very good. And how about you, Mr. Delaney? Yeah, you know, the uh, the interesting thing is during this time, uh, we've been able to upgrade our website. Um, it's actually in, mm. in beta, so we're going to be rolling out a new website, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Um, but if you want to go to the lowellblake.com, so L-O-W-E-L-L-Blake, B-L-A-K-E.com, you can just go there and find all our contact information and, and shoot us a note. Excellent. I hope you guys had fun. hope we brought a little yeah. brightness into Thank your you, day. It was fun. It was, this was fun. Um, and for me too, and appreciate you being on the show. What's kind of cool is I reach out to people on this podcast and get and get to talk to a bunch of different people. Most people are not as bummed out as you would otherwise believe. And it's really cool. You guys are taking advantage and doing cool stuff. And I'm just sitting here drinking. No, I'm producing. I'm, I'm creating something. It's a podcast, Dave. Come on. And by the way, produced by pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. If you'd like to be a guest on this very show, the Boston Podcast, particularly if you're, I mean, if you're a super important professional guy like these dudes, then I'll have you on the show for sure. But particularly business owners and people that are perhaps struggling during the quarantine and want to keep their name out there, we're doing this for free. Just come on the show. There's no charge. Email me, David, at pod617.com. And if you'd like your own podcast, we're running some special deals. We'll send you out a free USB mic if you want to work with us. And we have packages fit, fitting every budget you can imagine. Pod617.com is where you go to get started. On behalf of Jeff Spratt and Tim Delaney, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, ugh, you must be the other guy. Enjoy your quarantine, everybody. Time to have a drink.